0: Today is our uh, third message in this series on prayer called Amen, where we'll be looking at what first comes to mind when we use the word prayer. You know, what comes to us uh, uh, most instinctively about prayer, and that's like asking God for stuff. When we think about prayer, we think about asking God for our needs, even our wants. To do that, I I want to tell you a story about where I had an amazing experience of learning how much God delights to answer prayer that, for me, was a bit of a defining moment in my life when it came to prayer. We'll we'll stretch back to when I was a a seminary student at Tyndale Seminary in Toronto, when I was giving my summers to uh, directing the 14 to 16-year-old boys section of InterVarsity's Pioneer Camp in Ontario. Times have changed and we're not quite as risky uh, when we do these kinds of trips these days, but part of what makes this story awesome is because we, we didn't pay attention to details all that closely or just weren't worrying about a few things. Myself and one other leader uh, were taking about seven boys with us on a 150 kilometer canoe trip that stretched from Lake Nipissing. And if you can see it there on the map, we, we went in at Wade's Landing and, and then headed along the French River to Georgian Bay. Our goal was to get to a little town on Georgian Bay called Britt, and that's where this story gets, you know, just a, a little bit interesting. Let me tell you about Harry. Harry was 13, the other boys were 14 to 16. Harry was diagnosed ADHD, but typical of the day, he was taken off of his meds when he was sent to camp. I enjoyed Harry's passion and enthusiasm. He brought life to wherever he was. And when the staff who were working with the 13 year old boys, they were finding him a bit of a handful. So I agreed that he could go on this six day canoe trip with the older guys. He paddled hard and fully contributed and was awesome to have along. Here's where the challenge came. Camp normally did shorter trips from Lake Nipissing to Highway 69. We had good maps for that part of the trip. I wanted to lead a slightly longer trip that went right out to Georgian Bay and then down the bay a little bit to a town called Britt, which is also back in on Highway 69. I hadn't done this part of the trip ever before. I love to explore. The problem was the only maps that were available to get us from the French River, where it empties out into Georgian Bay down to the town of Britt, were kind of of a scale. that was more like a provincial highway map, like very little detail. And as we made our way out to Georgian Bay, uh, Harry, uh, he was just gripped by the fact that when you look across the bay, you you can't see the horizon. Harry had never experienced that before. He'd never been on such a large body of water. And and as we paddled into the bay, Harry gets all agitated and starts to yell, I can't see the other side. Doug, where are we going? We're going to die out there. We can't do this. So I calm Harry down and assure him that we're not going to cross Georgian Bay, that we're just going to head south along the shoreline to the town of Britt. The only problem was, as I uh, took out my very poorly scaled map, I I couldn't figure out on the map which point we should be paddling towards to get to the inlet to Britt. And I calculated that if I picked the wrong point of these little points out there on the bay, that we would end up overnight at the wrong point and miss up, just mess up our pickup, which was scheduled for the next day. We'd be maybe short on food and we would have a few upset parents. Harry watched me as I was looking intently at the maps and then surveying the bay. Uh, he picked up the tension that, that I was experiencing right away. And then he said, so Doug, where are we going? My answer, I'm I'm, I'm working on that. And then Harry just loses it and starts to yell again, we're lost, we're lost, Doug is going to kill us. He he doesn't know where we're going, we're lost, we're all going to die. Harry was a little uptight, to put it mildly. And I try to calm him down and ask him just to chill while I try to figure out what to do. And I'm honest with the guys that uh, if we pick the wrong point, we'll miss the pickup the next day and might not make it back to camp on time for all the parents to come and pick the guys up. And then Harry says something that I hadn't thought of yet. Kudos to Harry. His response was, well, why don't we pray about it? Why don't we ask God to lead us to Brit? Yeah, neither myself nor the other leader had thought of that yet. But yeah, good idea, Harry. Let's do it. So we brought our canoes together and we spent a few minutes in prayer. Harry prayed passionately with great animation. Others prayed, I prayed. No sooner had we finished praying than a great wind came out of the Northwest creating these really dangerous whitecaps on Georgian Bay. There is no way that these guys could fight the waves and canoes. All we could do was go with the wind and ride the waves, hoping that the wind would not, well, hoping that it would soon die and not send us too far off track. But the wind, it didn't die down. And so the guys decide to lash uh, paddles to the canoes and lash tarps to the paddles to create sails so that we could sail with the wind and the waves. And wouldn't you know it? The wind and the waves blew us right to the point we needed to reach that day, the point that was on the inlet to Brit. It was incredible. It was supernatural. And every boy in that trip knew it was a God thing, that God had miraculously answered prayer. And as we camped out on that point that night and talked about what happened at the campfire, uh, Uh, Most of the boys actually made commitments to become followers of Jesus, including Harry. I mean, after such a demonstration of God's power, you would have to have an incredibly hard heart to not want to be a follower of Jesus. And that day became one of those defining moments in my life, a a life-changing moment. I learned that our God really is an awesome God who delights to powerfully answer prayer, even prayers of a group of young teens on a canoe trip in northern Ontario. That He is able to move super actually and, and just cause the wind and the waves to move where we need it to move. Kind of like what you saw happened with Jesus on the Sea of Galilee, right? That's where I learned that you really can pray for things that look impossible, that are humanly impossible, that nothing is impossible with God. What happened there that day totally changed my approach to prayer. And hey, even though God did, you know, turn up supernaturally uh, when I had inadequate maps, I never took out a trip after that without making sure I had good maps. You know, there's a fine line between common sense and faith, right? Now, as we're learning to pray as a a church family, we're using the Lord's Prayer as our guide. And and the Lord's Prayer begins and ends with adoration that we talked about last week. But in the middle, there's just a list of requests for the coming of God's kingdom, provision for daily bread, uh, forgiveness of sins and deliverance from evil. And as we're learning to pray, We're following along with material that comes from Pete Gregg's, the prayer course that I taught earlier this year, and his book, How to Pray, A Simple Guide for Normal People. And today, as we look at petition, as we look at asking, I want to grab a definition for petition from Pete Gregg, and that is petition is primarily asking God to meet our needs. And in contrast, uh, intercession is asking God on behalf of others, uh, which we'll talk about next week. And to tie last week, this week, and next week together, let me just give you a practical tool that you might want to use for prayer that comes from the prayer course. This is just a tool. That's all it is that some of you might find helpful. Some of us struggle with how to pray, and a tool like this might help you. We'll use the acronym PRAY, P-R-A-Y, where P stands for pause, the R for rejoice, the A for ask, and the why for yield, or if you want to use this with your kids, maybe use the word yes for why instead of yield. So let's start with pause. King David wrote, be still in the presence of the Lord and wait patiently for him to act. The best way to start to pray is just to pause. Get yourself quiet before God. Get your focus onto Jesus. You might pray something like, Or say something like, thank you, Jesus, and just continue to ponder the goodness of God and just say, thank you, Jesus, for whatever you're thankful for. You you could be somewhere sitting quietly or walking quietly, but getting away from your distractions like your phone and entering into God's presence is powerful. Remember, as I said last week, prayer is first and foremost about relationship, our, our relationship with God. Prayer is more about relationship than it is about transaction, you know, getting stuff. And as much as we love to rush into requests, you you need to start with your relationship with Jesus. So pause and, and get into the presence of Jesus and just connect with him. The number two R is rejoice. The Apostle Paul put it this way, rejoice in the Lord always, I will say it again, rejoice. One of the ways we can do this is just to read a psalm of praise. The psalms were the prayer book of Jesus and it's a great thing to read a psalm before you pray. And for a lot of people, listening to worship music is a great way to lead yourself into prayer, very helpful for many. Whatever, sit back, thank God for his blessings, through the Psalms, through worship music, or or just thinking through blessings that come to your mind. And then maintain an attitude of rejoicing in the Lord throughout your day, as Paul says, rejoice in the Lord. Always, I say it again, rejoice. Number three is A for ask. That's our focus today, so I'll get back to this in a minute. And then finally, number four is why yield. And what I mean by this is you pause and you listen for God as you pray. You you invite the Holy Spirit to give you a fresh vision for your day, for your life, and for the power to do what uh, God is uh, leading you to do. Uh, And if you're using the prayer acronym with kids, just use the word yes. Let's get our kids praying and learning to say yes to Jesus as they pray. So P-R-A-Y, pause, rejoice, ask, and yield. It's just a tool you can use to aid you in your times of prayer. But now I just want to say a little bit more about the ASK in the prayer acronym, about petition in prayer. If any of you were here in Fort McMurray back in 2011 through to maybe early 2014, they were boom days and traffic was a mess and parking was a challenge everywhere. Well, there were a couple of people I know who would pray for a parking spot when they went downtown. I used to really cringe when people would tell her stories of praying for a parking spot and and then how one just amazingly showed up. Truth be told, I still sometimes cringe at that. But Pete Gregg has a perspective that has been challenging to me to be just be a bit more open to praying for the little things. He says, when you pray about the small things in life, you get to live with greater gratitude. He says, as you pray through your day, you will begin to notice how many minor miracles are scattered throughout your day. He may have a point. I stand corrected. He then quotes an Anglican archbishop by the name of William Temple who says, when I pray, coincidences happen. When I stop praying, the coincidences stop happening. There's just something about walking through your day, keeping a conversation going with God that really changes how your day goes. Okay. Let's look at something else about the idea of petition, of asking God. In the Gospel of Mark, there's a story of a blind beggar with the name of Bartimaeus who cried out for Jesus to help him. The crowds, they, they try to silence him, but that only caused Bartimaeus to shout all the more louder. He just refused to be silenced. Hearing all the commotion, Jesus asked the guy, oh, a question I think is a rather surprising question. Jesus asks, what do you want me to do for you? I mean, isn't it obvious? I mean, it would be obvious to uh, every man, woman, and child there. Bartimus responds, Rabbi, I want to see. And so Jesus heals him. Here's the question that some of you might be asking. Why do we need to pray? Why do we need to ask? I mean, doesn't Jesus already know our needs? Well, of course he does. But what we see Jesus doing with uh, Bartimaeus is what he invites us to do. He invites us to articulate our needs. It's about relationship first. And and Jesus wants us to share our heart, our hurts, our needs personally with him, even though he he does already know them. With Jesus, you just don't sit back and wish. No, you, you come to him as a son or a daughter of his and you ask. The Apostle James, the brother of Jesus, puts it this way you do not have because you do not ask. I mean, that's pretty straightforward. Hey, God knows, but he wants us to come to him and ask. And and then when we receive, it's such a powerful experience. It's faith building. It's like riding the wind and the waves into Brit Inlet, the exact place that we needed to be. You know, that would not have happened if we had not prayed. You have not because you ask not. Let me dive just a a little bit more deeply into some theological waters and and, and touch on the idea of, of human free will and God's will when it comes to prayer. I mean, this is profound stuff when you really think about it. While our God is sovereign, while he's in full control of all that is, while our God knows the end from the beginning, he graciously allows us to help shape what happens in the lives of others, what happens in the history of the world. When we pray, things can change. And so often when we don't pray, God won't act. But when we do pray, God does act. I mean, how awesome is that? What this means is that you and I are free to ask and to advance God's blessing on any given situation you know as we seek to align our wills with god's will as we pray let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven god let your will be done through me we get to partner with god in what he is doing in our families in our city in our world and what we got to understand is that god does not act the same way when we pray than he acts when we don't pray our prayer exerts an influence on god he acts differently when we pray. Again, how awesome is that? Well, we can't control God, but, but he allows us as his children to influence as he invites us to partner with him on what he's doing in our world. God invites us to be co-laborers with him, working with him to determine the outcome events. This is really huge. We get to partner with God to help shape what happens in our homes, in our city, in our world. Okay, let me close with a story of where I first saw the power of praying the promises of God, because as we pray, as we seek God in prayer, praying his scripture, praying his promises is awesome. I was serving at my first church north of Toronto, Unionville Alliance Church. Randy Lynn Spears was born very prematurely to Griff and Linda Spears. There were multiple complications, including Jane reminds me of a brain bleed. She was not expected to survive. With the best that the Hospital for Sick Children in Toronto had to offer, there was still little hope given for her life. So Griff, Randy Lynn's father, uh, took the issue up with his Heavenly Father. He wrote out a a large number of powerful promises for healing found throughout the Bible on separate sheets of paper. He he then came to the church to spend a night alone in prayer for his daughter, while uh, obviously there would be others in the church praying as well. He took all these promises for healing that he had written out on different pieces of paper and he spread them all over the stage and and then prostrate over each of these promises. He prayed these scripture promises for his daughter, did this all night long. He prayed the scriptures, he prayed the promises of God. And something miraculous happened. Randy Lynn began to get better. She was eventually allowed to go home. However, she had to report back to Sick Kids Hospital regularly to see how she was doing. The doctor who looked after her called her his miracle baby. He had no other explanation other than the supernatural intervention of God. Uh, eventually, Randy Lynn only needed to report into Sick Kids and get checked up about once a year. She's been doing that for the past 40 years. I just love sending her Facebook birthday greetings. I, I rejoice and give thanks to God every time I do that. Friends, God does supernaturally heal and hey how awesome is it that a father prayed the promises of the bible for his daughter praying scripture is a great way to pray and if griff had not prayed randy lynn would not be alive today i'm absolutely convinced of that that thought continually blows me away now i'll admit that prayer is a bit of a mystery in two weeks we'll tackle the issue of unanswered prayer because as awesome as all these stories i'm telling are there are as many stories as well of unanswered prayer but still in so many situations if we do not pray god will not move and maybe one more thought to help you in your journey with prayer to encourage you in your prayer one of the things i do is i record my thoughts in a journal not only my prayer requests but the answers to prayer and when I need a reminder of just how powerful God is and how he delights to answer prayer, I go over my journal and give thanks to God for all those answers to prayer. And, you know, over time, over the decades, there are a lot of genuine answers to prayer. My journal, when I read it, is just a faith-building, uh, inspiring experience for me. And don't forget the acronym PRAY. PRAY. Pause and get yourself into the presence of God who is crazy in love with you. Rejoice in all that he's done for you, your family, your church. Ask and keep on asking. And then yield to what you hear God saying to you, being open to follow where he leads you. Hey, my choice to yield brought me to Fort McMurray, a place that I would never have imagined serving, but a place that I have been the most jazzed to serve in. When you yield to God, he delights to fulfill the desires of your heart jesus said ask and it will be given to you for everyone who asks receive would you join me for a time of prayer where we ask god to continue to teach us uh, how to pray let's bow and and pray together father god wow just 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 wow that you would let us your followers shape and influence the lives of people and just how stuff happens So today, I make a commitment to spend more time in conversation with you, seeking you, rejoicing in you, worshiping you, laying my needs and aspirations before you as I listen for you and yield to you. Thank you that you so delight in answering prayer. Empower me to pray with faith. Allow me to see you love or move in love with power. Allow me to partner with what you're doing in this world through prayer.